Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is March the 12th, 2014, and I have to say happy hump day to you. I don't know what is with me. I go to to the movies a lot, and I keep seeing that silly uh, camel that walks down and munches out these people's popcorn, and the dude is sitting there with his mother, and she says, do you know him? But I don't know, maybe marketing has just done a really good job. But every time, I don't even think about that stupid camel until it's time to do this show. And I realize it's hump day. Anyway, just pray for me. Um, Some good stuff. We had a, I was having some discussions with several of my colleagues, uh, i.e. coaches and clinicians, you know, psychotherapists and what have you, and One thing that is is so amusing to me is that we have this brain, which is basically just a muscle tissue that acts on an electrical chemical gradient, and uh, it's a very interesting thing. How it functions is so unique. You know, the brain is divided into all of these sections, and each section uh, processes these different bits of information. You know, another term for this is encoding. So today what I want to talk about is how your mind works, or better yet, how it doesn't work, because many of us, including yours truly, get stuck on stupid for less of a reason. And when we do that, It just takes every good thing that you could be about to achieve and flushes it straight down life's toilet. So today, if you are finding yourself for no reason what the heck soever, you're sitting up, you're minding your business, and then all of a sudden you start having some stupid thought run through your mind, be it about someone that you know doggone well, God removed that fool from your life and you're you're sitting up thinking about them or you are gripped with fear of what if, you know, what if I get sick? What if my polygrip doesn't hold my teeth in my mouth? Okay, well, hopefully you don't have polygrip and teeth, but in case you do, you know, there are things that we're just worried about um, that, 90% of this stuff isn't even going to happen. You have to ask yourself, you know, when you start tripping, and, and I said this uh, on programs past, your brain has a response system that immediately gets engaged every time you lose it. And what happens during this course of engagement is there's this cascade of neurotransmitters and hormones and 
all of this stuff. Now, you know, I'm not going to repeat what I already said in a previous show, but I am going to say this. How much is that costing you? How much is it costing you and lost productivity? How much is it costing you and downtime? How much is it costing you and stress? But here's the worst part of it. When this junk goes on, you end up stepping in your uh, trespassing is the term I used on the promotion. You end up trespassing on your own property. What I mean by that is simply this. Everything is cool. As a matter of fact, it is the contrast in life that comes from fear, anxiety, even worry that motivates you take your life to the next level. Here's the problem. You can't cut your mind off. Even when you try to, well, love, well, let me rephrase that. There's some folks sitting up here right as I speak, and child, you know doggone well your mind has not even been fully cut on, so some people's mind may, even those people, though, I will say you can't cut their minds off. It's just they're not really functioning. And you could probably tell by some of the stuff you see them do and you are asking your questions like, what in the hell is wrong with blank? You know, why is my husband, wife, mother, child doing this crazy stuff for less of a reason? Well, today we're going to put an end to that nonsense. We have so many things that on a daily basis that go in and out of our lives in a cycle. Now, here's what I want you to understand. We think, and we think a lot, at least most of us do. This is something we do naturally, and I want you to understand you cannot stop thinking. However, what you can do is learn to control what you think about the problem is, are you controlling your thoughts or are your thoughts controlling you? Now, every time something happens, whatever happens, you start thinking, right? And when you start that thinking, whether it's something good or something bad, you just start thinking. And when you get a thought, then you get another thought, then another thought. And this is a continuous process, and it just happens over and over again. And it's kind of like seeing a horse or a rabbit run around a racetrack. And that racetrack, depending on what you are thinking about, brings about manifestation. Now, let me, before some of you hypochondriacs start thinking that, okay, I am crazy. Yes, you probably are, but I'm going to help you with that. Worrying is a common behavior. As a matter of fact, a small amount of it, it's kind of a good thing. But when you, what you worry about and what you think about becomes something that keeps you awake at night, that causes you to be in a state of fear. And I'm not talking about those of you smoking the medicinal marijuana. You're just paranoid. So quit smoking that stuff and you'll stop tripping. But for the rest of you that aren't on some substance, foreign or whatever, you know, when these thoughts become repetitive, distorted, intrusive, negative, and they cause you uh, to almost start being immobilized 
or they become destructive, the way that they affect you or the way they impact your life, all of a sudden, now you look up and that's when this becomes a problem, and that's what we're going to focus on today. First, I want to focus on the moments that you have, and, and I want to educate you on why you become addicted to thoughts and addicted especially to obsessive thoughts like worry, fear, negativity, uh, that man or woman that God removed for your life and you keep bringing them back in. And I'm going to give you some strategies to overcome this, okay? Now, I said on the promotion that would be 10. It may be a little bit more than 10. I doubt I will get to all of them today. If we don't, it will be a part two to this show. But this is going to help you get off the Prozac and the Zoloft because uh, I don't want you to wind up putting on a diaper and driving from Texas to Florida to go kill somebody. If you don't know about that, read it. This woman lost her damn mind. But the truth is when you become obsessed with thoughts and you become obsessed with um, with things that just are foolish, your behaviors will soon follow. You know, I give you a good example, uh, example of this, Molly Cyrus and twerking. Where in the hell, whoever told that girl that she could do that, and she became obsessed with it to the point that she made us all nauseous one night on national TV. But your mind, despite what your obsessive thoughts are, is actually your best asset if you learn to control it. And when a negative thought's in, there's some things that you're going to do, and I'm just going to give you some quick stuff, okay? One, here's the first thing. Monitor your thoughts. Now, I don't mean turn into a, a crazed lunatic and start going, okay, I'm thinking, what am I thinking about? Well, if you have to ask yourself in that depth, please don't call me, but I'll pray for you. But the truth is you need to pay attention to what you are thinking. Now, here's some examples of that. In an hour, get a pen and paper. This is one of the things that's going to help you, okay? Every 10 minutes for about an hour, and you can pick any hour, I suggest doing this when you find yourself depressed, when you find yourself uh, discombobulated, where you really can't function properly. This is a good time to do that. For an hour, every 10 minutes, write down the dominant thought that you had. And I'm not talking about write down like, okay, I'm thinking about going to the restroom. Should I drink another cup of water? I am not talking about that. I'm talking about thoughts that are consuming. Because if those thoughts are consuming you, you need Jesus. But the truth is the thoughts that I'm referring to are thoughts that are just, you know, you're thinking about the bills you owe. You're thinking about a love that you don't have, love that you've lost. You know, somebody's not in your life. You're thinking about Big Mama, and Big Mama been dead for 15 years. You're thinking about uh, did you lock the door? Did you lock the house? Um, you start worrying about how your hair looks, your weight. Um, you're thinking about sex. Whatever it is, if every 10 minutes for one hour, I just want you to write it down, okay? Now, at the end of that hour, if you see out of those six 10-minute periods that two of them have the same thought going on, that's a sign that, you know what, you're just yielding a little too much attention in an area, and it's probably not healthy, okay? 
that's a sign that more than likely it would be good for you to consider getting a life coach. It would be good uh, for you to probably get out the house and engage in nature. It would be good for you to buy a dog or a cat or something like that. You know, that's, that's and, and here's the rule. We're going to do that exercise randomly for a seven-day period of time. So I don't want you to just always pick an hour unless you find yourself cycling in this hour. Like if you say, okay, every time I get up in the morning, life is crunk, so now let me, um, let, let me check this because all my mornings are starting out bad. Well, there's a thing called seasonal affective disorder, and it's, you know, the abbreviation is sad. You can look it up. So if you are in the Northeast, and it, like last month, and we had this horrible winter, you know, just storm, just winter storm, winter storm. That is normal for people to feel that way. So there's really not anything wrong with you. It's just you're a human being, you know. Or here's another one. If you are in jail, well, you probably are depressed because you can't leave that little room. But if you are in your room and you feel imprisoned, that's different. That's that's another thing where you probably have an issue that just getting out the house and engaging in life, uh, being focused, could probably help render that nil. But what I'm talking about is when these thoughts become somewhat variant and over a seven-day period of time, you take this one hour, and I would suggest do one hour in the morning, Next day, do it in the afternoon, mid-morning. Next day, do it in the evening, late afternoon. The next day, do it at night and, you know, prior to going to bed. You're going to spot a common thread more than likely. Some of you won't, some of you will, but the majority of people will see that, okay, I have an issue going on. And this issue is hindering me. What is it I'm thinking about? Good question. What are you thinking about? So right now, while you're listening to this show, go ahead and take your pen and paper out and just write down what you have been thinking about other than me talking. But let's just go back about an hour and just say, you know, what, what had my mind an hour? You know, what, what was on my mind? What was dominating it? Now, Here's what I want you to understand about how your brain works. Human beings, and this is all human beings, are um, we're, we're known for being psychologically lazy. And what I'm saying about that is we are a walking, living form responding to consciousness. You know, we're a spiritual being, which means we are energy, right? And, and because we are energy beings, like any energy, some energy is great, some energy is not so great. And, and I'll give an example. Radiation is a form of energy, right? Well, it ain't so great when it's just random and spewing all over the place and not contained. 
magnetism is a form of energy. It's pretty cool unless you happen to walk by a magnet and you've got on some layered drawers, then you're going to probably be flying through the air with a sore butt and you hit your head on a magnet or something. But the truth is, is that that energy that we are is what catalyzes our mind to function. And what we do is we communicate on a physical plane with words, we communicate by creating images or responding to images, and we make connections based on these words and these images because we solidify their value via emotion. So I'm going to say that again. We are spiritual beings, and consciousness is basically how we communicate in the physical plane. Typically, that communication is a couple of different things, either words we hear or we say, or images that we either create or we respond to. And the resulting connectivity is what is solidified using our feelings and our emotions while we relate to this physical world, all right? If you didn't get that, just, you know, listen to the archive and roll it back. Now, it is a scientifically proven fact that most people are lazy psychologically. We don't want to, we don't want to uh, challenge the gray matter unless you are the exception. Like if you're somebody like me or you that is always pursuing uh, understanding and, you know, I am constantly in an examination mode and I'm constantly in a learning mode, I don't get jacked up until I care about what other people are thinking. Long as I don't give a damn what you think, and I'm going to tell this, and when I say that, I don't mean you, you that's listening right now. What I mean is someone outside of me. Then all of a sudden, I, I'm cool until I care about what you, meaning this outside entity, thinks or, is, or could affect me with. And here's the deal. Our brains will stop at the first acceptable, comfortable idea that comes along that offers us the least possible resistance. And that's why uh, I, I give an example. Let, let's play like this, okay? Let's say you are using the Internet to look something up. Do you go past the first page? You may, depending on how important your information is, and you remember what I said about words and images? If you don't see the right words when you do that initial search or the right image, you just kind of go, okay, well, let me click one page or a couple of pages. Or here's the opposite. Let's say your butt is obsessed with something and you can't find it. You will look, you will click page one, page two, page three, and see, that's why very few times do we search past the first few pages, uh, or even if we click on a website, and we'll, you know, we'll peruse it, and if it's good stuff, we get deep in that website. If it's not, we just kind of go right back and research again. Well, our mind is operating in the same format. Our mind will almost always bite onto the most acceptable thing that pops in it. 
and we will identify this incoming thought, idea, information, concept into our schema or how we're thinking and perceiving without challenging it, without thought, whether it's true or not. And that's why if you look at something, most just grab the first available thing and thought and latch on to it. Like I'm going to give you a sentence right now. Most people in the NBA are blank. More than likely, you said tall or you said black or you said rich. Right, I, and you may have said some weird, but you know there's always that element out there. But the average person, we don't want to think hard. We don't. And now, if you are obsessed with the NBA, you answered that question in ways that the average person would not. And that's what I want to point out to you: where your obsession lies, that is how your mind goes. Moving from the unconscious mind response to control of our thoughts and to the corresponding actions require making a decision, right? And to make decisions, intention is at the core of that, and we have to have a serious determination to break away from established programming. Now, this is where I get into today's show at a deep level. The reason why you get stuck on stupid, I get stuck on stupid, we start, start obsessing over things is because it doesn't take much effort to stay stuck on stupid. It really doesn't. It's kind of like as you sit there and you go, man, I'm in a bad mood. Well, the reason your behind is in a bad mood is because you are choosing to, you know, that's, that's the available thought. You know, life is jacked up. Man, don't nobody like me. And you don't want to make the jump to start saying, okay, nobody likes me, really. Somebody likes you. If it ain't nobody but the dope man, no, I'm just kidding. If it ain't nobody but the bartender, I'm still just kidding. Actually, I'm not, but I'm making a point. You are taking the path of least resistance because you do have someone that likes you. They may like you for the wrong doggone reasons, as in those two individuals, but you're not taking yourself out of a loop and you're accepting the premise that's offered by your mind because it invokes emotions according to what familiar events and how they made you feel. Give you another example. That's why we get addicted to stuff. Why? Okay, let me get another beer. Let me get another box of wine. Let me get another cocktail. Let me go shopping. Well, why do you do it? Real simple. You don't have to think it's mindless activity. It validates you. Even, I mean, for those of you that are having sex, even with another person and not just yourself sometimes, you know, what is it you're doing? You are, you're not having to think. You just got you a fresh bottle of Jergens lotion. You're sitting there playing with yourself or, some, or are you with somebody. Why? Because you didn't think. You had an anticipation. You had an emotional validation. You had uh, a fi- your feelings were stimulated. And it, it's nothing, no effort is involved. As a matter of fact, when something is good, what do you want? You want more of it, right? Now, the question then is, why in the hell 
am I thinking about negative stuff? You know, how come I can't shut out thinking about Pookie? And you know damn well Pookie ain't no good. Or why is it you can't get that girl out your mind because she did something to you that made that felt good in one minute and hurt you for weeks following? Why is it you can't stop worrying about something that ain't none of your business more than likely? Real simple. The human mind always will, and, and I'm not going to, let me change that because I don't believe in that word always. Let me let Dr. D retract always. Most of the time, we're going to substitute always with most of the time, finds it easier to believe negative information when your life is in a negative state. Okay? Good example. Let's say you just broke up and got out of a relationship and you got your feelings hurt and someone tells you, you know what, I really do like you. They tell you I love you or they pay you a compliment. First thing comes out your mouth, you don't love me, you don't like me, uh, you're just saying that. No, they're not. They actually meant it, but because you are familiar with being hurt or being in pain or being embittered or still upset or still discombobulated, you are already predisposed to being in a dark emotional state, so it has been quite easy for you to just remain. What did I just tell you? The human mind is lazy, and however we receive validation through stimulation, we immediately return to that premise. I'll give you an example, and this is what makes people get addicted to gambling. When you win, uh, some of you on a scratch-off at the bingo hall, uh, going driving up to that casino or whatever. Why do you do? Why do you keep gambling and give your money away? Real simple. You won. Hell, that's why you do it. Cause you figure I I just won. I can win again, and that's when probability and possibility become confused. An example: If I flip a coin, right, I have a fifty percent chance of that coin landing on heads or on tail. I only have two possibilities, only two. But let's say I flip that coin five times. I flip it five times. I get tails all five times. Does that change the possibility for my outcome being 50-50? No, it does not. But in the human mind, the probability is, okay, I just flipped this coin five times, and it landed on tails each time I flipped it. So this sixth time, more than likely, it's going to land on what? It could still land on tails again. The probability did not change. I mean, the possibility, excuse me, did not change because only two outcomes are possible. But what we do is we assign probability based on historical precedents, based on emotional and physical and psychological validation. So if you are kind of trapped and you keep going, man, I cannot shake this mood. And here's a good example of it. You get out the bed. You, you stub your toe at the middle of the day, or you curl in your hand and burnt your ear, whatever. You know, you're done, whatever. So all of a sudden, you can't find your car keys. Okay, you get in your car, you back out and hit something. You end up late for work. 
All of that is because the laws of attraction always, always respond not to what you say. They respond to what you expect. They respond to how you're feeling. So if you are feeling in any other way than positive, what do you think you're going to attract? The universe is obedient. It's going to send you what you're feeling. It's going to send you that negativity. It's going to send you these negative circumstances. Now, here's why we accept this premise offered by our mind. is because it invokes emotions according to the last thing that these familiar events made us feel. It also can make us remember these good things if we buy into it. But here's the problem. If it brings back former unpleasantness, we shut down what's being offered and look for something else with no thought or idea that it may be different this time. Because what did I tell you? The human mind is lazy. (laughs) I mean, it is lazy. And for you to pull yourself out of a negative stupor, Homie, you've got to willfully do that. You've got to get to a point that when someone says something to you and it's nice, stop being a jerk and accept it because it is probably the universe trying to correct your emotional state. Anyway, I'm going to take about a 50-second break. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and when we come back, We're going to talk more about how to stop the stinking thinking. We'll be right back in about 50 seconds. Yvonne Young, and today, is your mind playing tricks on you? Well, I'm going to start peeling back the can. Now is the time to really start taking a few notes. At the beginning of the show, the top of the hour, what I said was, I want you to take an hour every day at different times of the day and just write down every 10 minutes the dominating thought, right? All right, Uh, here's getting into the deep stuff, and If you uh, want to, you can call in. We'll try to take your call. Uh, If you have something we can use as an example, the number is 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. Be sure to press 1. It's going to take a minute because I want to get through these next few items, and if we can take your call, we certainly will. Now, how we identify things and relate to them emotionally, on a continual basis, establishes our inner belief system. Now, hear what I just said to you. How we identify things. Hmm. Isn't that deep? In other words, how we see the context of things 
and how we relate to those things emotionally on a continual basis establishes our inner belief system. Now, what did I say about beliefs? Beliefs are nothing but thoughts that we keep on thinking. Now, what happens is everything in our life we have knowledge of or have had experience with uh, are based on a couple of things, previous thought patterns, which we create, and the basic idea here is that the foundation for what we believe comes from previous thoughts. It's like our computer hard drive already containing just information, and we put it in the folders, and we go back and grab one of the folders when we need it for something we're doing, right? Now, here's what I mean by that. If you go to the grocery store, and for those of you that shop at Walmart, don't ever do that at night, by the way. You see, some, I saw a man, never mind, I'll tell you about the man in Atlanta and Walmart that I couldn't tell whether that, never mind. Anyway, but at some point, we look back through these folders when we're having an issue, and we go, okay, you just said something to me, whatever that something is. The first thing that I do is I run through my mind, I leave my eyeballs, run up in the middle of my brain, grab a folder that contains the words or the imagery or the pitch and the tone in your voice of the last time, not even you, but someone else said that to me, and if it's you, it makes it even worse, right? That's why relationships get this really dysfunctional, because we go back and we grab that last folder and we look at it and we say, okay, wow, all right, last time somebody said something to me in that tone of voice, I, uh, they were getting ready to slap the crap out of me. The last time a man used those words, he hurt my feelings. Or the last time a woman uh, was dressed like that and I was in a place like this, it turned out like that. In other words, we go back, and at some point we decided we have a good reason to say that old information, and now we match this with this new information, and all of a sudden our belief system works the situation out. And whether it was going to go that way or not, we create this self-fulfilling prophecy. We cause these things to happen. And, and, and a good example of this is um, feelings or emotions give us a decision point to keep the information handy because we either do or don't want to encounter those feelings and emotions. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a real deep thing. Did you realize that most of the pain in your life you actually wanted? I know you're going, what, Dr. D, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious as, uh, I'm serious as a new $100 bill. I mean, I am really giving you some money right now. When you look at our situations and you look at the fact that feelings and emotions, and I keep saying if you want the laws of attraction to work, they begin with feelings and emotions. Everything you want in your life, you want it because you think it's going to make you feel better or it's going to make you happy. That's proof feelings and emotions drive your thoughts. So then the question then becomes, well, why in the hell do I feel bad? I don't want to feel bad, Dr. D. Why do I feel bad? Real simple. Human beings are basically insecure. 
Familiarity makes us feel safe and comfortable, whether it's based on the truth or whether it's based on a lie, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So feelings and emotions cause something uh, to stir itself within us so that if it's something that we are familiar with, familiarity, even when negative, gives us a comfort. It's kind of like you ask somebody, why in the hell is that man doing that? I had an uncle that told me, he said, boy, I ain't never went to bed with no ugly woman, but I done sure woke up with a couple of them. You know, and you would think, okay, uncle, your wife is ugly. Why did you? Never mind. But, but the point I'm making is when we look at certain things, it's because we become comfortable. Women get men, and they are like, well, I've had more women in my office, and I'd be like, sister, this man is a, the man is asking you, where are you going? And you going to the toilet at home. He's checking your phone. I mean, women, they smelling your, your clothes and all this kind of stuff. Well, it's because they are familiar with pain. They are familiar with frustration, and they feel more comfortable with the lesser known but rather than endeavoring the greater unknown out of the simple fact. What did I say? The human mind is lazy. People are lazy. Now, that's rule number two. Your belief system is like a control panel for the life you're living. If you want to see uh, uh, why your life is the way it is, all you got to do is look at your belief system. And that's why streams of negative events or streams of positive events or a mixture keep coming in your life. Life brings you what you believe in based on your unconscious acceptance of what's in your data bank. If you keep finding yourself with stinking thinking, your mind is playing tricks on you. Let's just go back and look through the files in your brain. What's in there? A bunch of crap. All you, you're, you're sitting up and you're watching Jerry. I don't know why in the hell, but, you know, I don't even know why I watch Jerry. When I'm running late, every now and then, for some reason, my remote finds Jerry Springer or Maury. And I already know what's going to happen. I already know a uh, homegirl is going to say, Maury, look at his nose. Look at his eye. He looks just like Ron Ron. And, and then you are not the father. I already know homegirl is going to turn into a Maury track star. Why do I look at this mess? I do not know. It's not gratifying. It's not teaching me anything. But what is it doing subconsciously for me? It's making me, one, I know not to ever date a woman uh, if, that's been on Maury, but the other side of it is it's telling me, you know, hey, here's some more negativity. Here's some more junk. Then I go somewhere. I'm sitting in the barber shop. I'm sitting up talking to frat brothers or uh, whatever, and I'm listening to these guys talk. So here's some more negative stuff. Another folder in my mind. Then I'm thinking about when I got my feelings hurt. Here's another negative folder in my mind. Now, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm making all this crap up. My ass is not crazy like that. This is for illustrative purposes only. I'm lying. I used to be crazy like that, but I know better now. I would sit there, and I would be, you know, get around people that don't trust nobody. 
Or, you know, women have this really bad, and sisters, I'm not knocking you, I'm trying to help you. Women will sit up, and what do you do? You sit around and you talk to some other misery, pity party-having woman, and then you watch the soap operas, and then you listen to Kay Michelle with her crazy butt, and then you watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and you're wondering, okay, well, why is it I keep thinking dudes are no good? And then when you meet a man and the man tells you, you know what, you really are beautiful. I think I like you. You don't like me. Well, wait a minute. What did you just do? You reached in your mind. You grabbed that negative folder. And some of you, let's take it out of the relationship arena and take it into corporate America because some of you right now are dealing with situations in your workplace where you have an aunt, your mama, you have some idiot you work with, and, you're, and you can't stand this incompetent imbecile that is your supervisor or boss. Well, let's just face it. Yeah, they probably are stupid. But the truth is you are now accessing scripts when, from a season that's no longer present. You're sitting there and you're thinking, well, my last boss wasn't like that. Okay, but your last boss ain't here anymore. So what do you do? Hmm, good question. That moves us up to this next part. Our belief system is always doing its part correctly, but being the unbiased contributing base of information that we went out our way to diligently create over time is there guiding and directing our lives into what we have established them to be. In other words, it may be that this person that's before you now is the walking manifestation of of an imbecile, but the situation is look back into your not-so-distant past. Look back into your marriage, into your family, how you were raised. What foundation keeps bubbling up to thwart us at every turn. Your intention may be to respond a certain way or do things a certain way, but it won't satisfy you or bring the success you want because what's what's going on? Your belief system is contrary to it. I had Julia tell me, she told me one day, she said, you know, I was in a conversation. She said, one of our listeners made a comment saying affirmations didn't work for them. And the first thing I said to Julia was, well, you know, and I did a show on this, so if you missed the show, just go back and check out the archives. But um, when you want different things in your life, wouldn't it only make sense that your belief system must be transformed, and that starts with changing your thoughts? You can release your thoughts throughout the day by focusing fully on what's going on right now. So that's number three. Number three, pay attention to what's going on right now. Quit living in the past. To do this, here's what you got to do. Think about what you're doing. And think about it like a guy cutting wood at a sawmill, right? If you're cutting wood at a sawmill, Would it be wise for you to not keep your eye on the damn blade? Of course it would, because if you take it off, you know, people are going to start calling you lefty. You don't cut your hand off, you know. You've got to pay attention to what's going on right now if you do not want to amputate what is being brought into your life. The more that you focus with intent 
on what you're doing, you clear your mind from what you have done. There is this part of your brain called the hippocampus, right? And it is proven that the more new memories you create, the larger the hippocampus becomes. Now, the amygdala, the part of your brain that deals with all the stupid stuff that's happened to you, it gets smaller when the hippocampus gets bigger. But when you focus on negative stuff, guess which one is bigger? Of course the amygdala becomes bigger because you are enlarging more anxiety. Now, here's what you have to consider, and something I want to plug real quick. If you go to my Facebook page, and while you're there, we, we just hit that 10,000 fan mark. Enter that contest, and, and you could, if you're suffering from this kind of junk, and you can't afford to come see somebody like me, this, you may be able to get in for free or get in on one of the webinars that I'm going to do, which is going to be upfront and personal to like 10 people uh, live. We're going to be looking at each other and talking about this. So when you go to the website, uh, here's how you win this contest. Share. Make comments on the page. Make sure that you, you know, uh, repost some of the stuff we posted and and tell your friends about us through sharing, you can win your way into some free coaching, and I think that's really cool. Uh, we're giving away like $5,000 worth of this stuff, so it's going to allow you to have a real significant chance to be a winner. But I just want to throw that in if you're struggling with this. When experts tell you you need strong, well-identified goals that come from the heart, now hear what I'm saying. You can't just be like, man, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to be a boss. No, you are gonna, you're an idiot and you sound like a hood rat. The truth is when you want to become successful in life and you want to experience why do you want things, let's be honest, you want things because you feel they are going to make you happy and change your emotional state. However, for that thing that you want to come to manifestation, you must deploy your resources in that area, okay? So, again, our first couple of things, real simple. Take, just monitor yourself. Out the hour, you know, you got six, ten-minute periods. Right now what you're thinking. If your score gets where you see something on there more than twice, homie, you're obsessed with some stuff. And be it uh, materialization or masturbation, you need to pay attention to what you're allowing your mind to focus on. Second thing is be aware. Monitor your thoughts. Monitor them. Sit there and be decisive and intentional about, you know, what am I thinking about? Why am I thinking about this? Question yourself. Hell, you question everybody else, you might as well question yourself. And then this this third thing that I'm telling you is that with intent, have an emotional connection to the present. Be present, man. Don't don't be cutting wood and end up cutting your dying fingers off. All right. Now, this last seven things. I know we're not going to get to um, get to this, but I really want us to try and get some of this stuff. Um, I, I really want this to come to your way. Way, okay. I first want you to begin in the simplest of places. Look at the stuff you're already doing right. I don't care if you are as dumb as a bag of wood. There are things that you are doing in your life right. 
even by accident, you may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I promise you there is something that you do right in life. If it's nothing else, but uh, get up and take a bath and get dressed. Okay, if you don't take a bath, maybe you're not doing much right. But if you do do that, okay, you can say, okay, I have good hygiene. Okay, let's take it a step further. If you've done that, let's go out the house and engage other people. In other words, just start with whatever it is that you have already been somewhat successful at and realize that, you know, I succeeded at that. I, You know, I have friends that always, that they'll, they'll be like, Dr. B, man, you know, I can't seem to get it together, and I'll be like, you're lying. I'll say, let's think about your last goal. For some of you, that may be completing kindergarten or elementary school, but for the average person, you finished at least a certification program. You finished high school. You know, you may have finished college. You may even have gotten a graduate degree. You remember, before you ever went to the school, you had a thought you wanted to go. You you got off your behind and filled out admissions paperwork. You went down to the school and enrolled. Or you enrolled online, and you went there. You went to class. You studied. You passed your test. Okay, let's let's say it's not school. Let's say it's a job. You went to the employment agency, WorkSource, whatever the name of it is in your state or your country. You fill out an application or two, or ten, you went for an interview, they hired you. Well, guess what? Anything you do once, what? Come on, finish the statement. If I did it once, you, that's right. You can do it again. You, you are so much stronger than you think that you are. And, ladies, I'm going to apply this to men. You know, some of you keep attracting the same type of fool in your life, right? And then you wonder why. Well, let's go back. What did I say? All the events in your life you put in a folder. And every time something happens, either you access it through words or imagery, right? So this guy said, some sound like the last guy said, sister, that's not the same man. Why are you punishing a guy for some, some other idiot that you picked did? Okay, well, your answer to that is, well, I picked this one too. Yeah, maybe you did. They're not the same person. Duh. Okay, well, the last one said he loved me, and he said, well, look, sister, come on now. Uh, Come on, brother. The white man always keeping you down is the white man. Who in the hell is this white man? I want to know him. If he's got all this kind of power, I'm going to hang out with the white dude. You know what I mean? There is no such thing as one individual being able to uh, create or diminish your life. That, that one individual is you. Stop and think about what am I referencing during my circumstances? What am I referencing? What is the point that is, I keep returning to, meaning you? What is it you keep returning to? You know, yeah, you want to stop being depressed. Okay, let, let's look at the formula. How did your relationship start sucking? Well, when you met, you got along fine. Okay, well, how, how did that happen? Well, you were being polite. You were being nice. You went out the house. You went on dates. You did things together. Oh, duh. You're not being polite. You're not being nice. And you're not doing anything together. Uh, are you surprised that that doesn't really work well? Well, well, blow me down. You see what I'm getting at? 
you have to develop a higher vision for your life. Now, you remember what I said earlier, people are inherently lazy. Sometimes to stop your think, stinking thinking, for your mind to quit playing tricks on you, you might want to quit playing tricks with your mind. Maybe this is a season in which it would make a little bit of sense for you to look and ask yourself, okay, could it be that my head is in the wrong place or perhaps my, the places in my head are just wrong? Maybe these things that you have in your head are, are like, really, it's time for them to go? I have been around some people that male and female, they cannot be positive to save their life. And if you look at them, they are doing more new age this. I'm going to look at Abraham and Esther Hicks, and I'm going to go and, and listen to Wayne Dyer and Deepak and Louise Hay. In the minute that you get them out of someone else's world and back in their world, what's there? Despondence? Negativity? Well, I'm using the laws of attraction to attract well. Well, uh, the pizza is $12. $12! Okay, how how are you going to attract wealth, poverty mindset? How are you going to be whole when you are half-witted? How can you have your head in the right place when all your thoughts are in the wrong one? I mean, it's one thing bad enough to be pimped by other people, but when the person that's pimping you is yourself, that's just a doggone shame. See, Julia, I did not say a damn shame. Well, I guess I did just say it, didn't I? Oh, well. But the point I'm making is you don't have to suffer anymore. You can do some things to, uh, to really make your life better. We've got, I got a chance to take a call, and I think it's uh, Hotel. I hope I'm saying your name right, from New York City. You're on Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. Hey there, brother. Great to talk to you. Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm in New York City in the belly of the, you know, system. (laughs) Um, Much of what you're saying directly relates to Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, et cetera, in my opinion, because even though we're, in my opinion, we're told that we're free, I don't see it being the case because if you look at the poorest communities in America, They tend to have our people. So I think there are two things at play. One is our mindset. We've been so beat down and conditioned. But powerful, if not more, we have structures in place, political, law enforcement, um, economic, medical, educational media, that purposefully perpetuate our mental and often physical enslavement. So I believe in the power of positive thinking to an extent but just like a hungry child in a poor third world country, all the positive things in the world won't make a piece of barbecue chicken and macaroni and cheese appear. So I think it may be a balance of both personal responsibility combined with realizing what the, whether it's enemy or oppressor is doing and trying to counteract that, whether it's learning more about the Constitution or leaving the country like Marcus Garvey suggested or starting a radio show or opening a school and, you know, doing our own thing. I want to make, first I want to thank you for uh, saying something intelligent and thank you because this is the point I'm making. 
What you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for that call, Otep. That was some good stuff. And oh, one other thing, I just got a phone call from Harlem Hospital. There was an explosion in Harlem, uh, and we definitely want to say that our prayers are going out. Uh, we, we don't think it's terroristic. Hopefully it's not, but our prayers are going out to the families and those that are affected by that. So I just want to say that. But back to this conversation, the truth is everything that you said Every culture on this earth, to some degree, is subject to a big brother-type environment. I don't care if you're in China, the United States, Russia, Afghanistan, Africa. So I don't think by relocating or migrating anywhere, you're going to be able to uh, usurp humanity and the systems thereof. However, I also, in agreement with you, uh, don't believe the BS that, you know, we can visualize a piece of chicken and macaroni and cheese and feed a starving populace. That's not true either. I agree with that. How, but here's the truth. The truth is, and the children, by the way, typically are the most brilliant people because they haven't been blindsided by hopelessness unless they learn that from parents because we teach our children hope as well as hopelessness. But for us that are adults, us that have free will, us that have the ability to think and to think with clarity, and even in the essence, I remember something that was said by Harriet Tubman. They said, why didn't you free more slaves? And she said, I would have if they'd only known that they were slaves. So the first thing we have to realize is that many of us have accepted less than, and, and when we accept less, we expect less. But we have to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves, do I have a reprobate mind? Am I so busy waiting on someone else to do something about the quality and the content and the context in my life that I have abandoned and adjudicated those responsibilities myself? And for many of us, we have done exactly that. And that's why I'm saying it is the willful intention to be present in the moment. And what I mean by that, and I'm glad that I had someone that was this intelligent to bring up such constructs because I want you all to think about this. Everyone that he just mentioned did not accept what they saw. Everyone that he just mentioned did not sit on their butt uh, visualizing a better day because part of making the laws of attraction work and part of manifestation means that you got to get off your behind and do some work. Faith without works is dead, and that is just not a, a biblical construct. I don't care if you read the Ching, the Quran, the Torah, the, the whatever, the Bible, every part of it where God gives a man a talent. What good is a talent if you don't manifest something with it? And all people perish for a lack of knowledge. So the, the response, because I really don't have anything to say against what he said, but my response in addition to what he said is if you want the reality in your life to change, you have to create a new reality. And the reality that you are living is the result of your beliefs. Your beliefs are nothing but accumulation of thoughts you kept on thinking. And everything that you were thinking came to you because you were challenged either through fear, 
through aggravation, through worry or discontent. And it is the contrast in your life that moves you to a greater dynamic. Ladies and gentlemen, you have sovereign jurisdiction over your life, but it's up to you to get off your butt and do something about it. Anyway, before we go, what we're about to wrap, a couple of things I want to do for some housekeeping. Uh, and I want to thank Hotel from NYC for giving us a call. Brother, I love it when I get a thinker on my, on my show. Um, we want you this year at, at the Divon Young brand, we want to give back to you the love you pour into me, to my staff, into this team. Go to Facebook today, and it's just D. If you uh, aren't looking at my name, it's spelled like Ivan. It's pronounced Yvonne, so it's D-I-V-A-N Young. Go to Facebook, and you could go to the fan page. You could go to the personal page, and click on the link where it says Fan Appreciation Contest. And no, it's not a ploy. We're not trying to get you to buy anything, and if you notice my show it's commercial-free, and when we do start doing commercials, you can damn well believe I'm going to screen who those people are. But we're, that's on the horizon, but even then, we're, we're really being picky about that. But go there. We do appreciate you. We do love you, and we do care about you because, being honest, my income is derived from you being successful in life. So when you go to the contest, make sure you click on, and this is all you got to do. Comment. Just make comments. I want to hear what you're thinking, and especially if you're like, Hotel, and you can say something intelligent, I really want to hear what you're thinking because you're enlightening and uplifting all of us with your intelligent commentary. Second thing, if your butt is crazy, say something because someone else can use you for an example of what not to be. Okay, in addition to that, like the page. Share the comments and comment. Now, how hard is that? And here's what we're giving away. And just name some of the some of the stuff. We are giving away over five thousand dollars in prizes. Uh, this includes gift cards from Mastercard and and uh, Visa. It includes free coaching sessions, and that's where those gifts are because those things are priceless. Uh, some free participation and one-on-one sessions with me, webinars. Uh, if your relationship's up the creek, a uh, free one, uh, six-week or five-week uh, relationship package where you get the diagnostics, the test, the one-on-one sessions, either here in my office or via Skype. So if you're in the Caribbean, you're in the Virgin Islands, you're in Africa, you're in Egypt, you're in Saudi Arabia, you're in the United Arab Emirates, which we do have fans in all of those places, you can win this stuff. You do not have to be in the continental United States to win. The other thing is if you are just trying to, like, get it together so that you can get yourself ready to start being very productive in your career and you are ready to start instead of losing deals, closing deals, and you're ready to uh, get prepared to find your, the love of your life, all of these things we are giving away. And if you, and, you, know, and if you can just take a moment and click a button. You don't even have to fill anything out, sisters and brothers. You don't have to fill nothing out. Just hit the login using Facebook, and you're good. 
you are you're good, man. You don't even have to type anything in. So, uh, like I said, most of us are lazy. That takes care of lazy. But other than that, on Wednesday night, I mean Wednesday night, on Sunday night, be sure to tune in. I'm not sure if we're going to do part two of this show. I'm going to talk to my producers about that. But I'm going to come back and give you those other six things we didn't get to talk about today. And you definitely do not want to miss that. Last but not least, stop settling for less. And above all, stop being less than you deserve or are capable of. Because if you cannot manifest the essence of the real you, how in the hell can you be you? With that stated, stated, ooh, wow, talk about a slip of the tongue. With that stated, this has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I love you. Now, have an extraordinary day. Bye now. Talk to you on Sunday night.